Hi everybody! Welcome to my first actual episode of Kinda Radical. Thank you all for being here. I appreciate you listening. I've wanted to do this podcast for probably about a year now. Um, it was actually my mom's idea. It was right before I moved to London. She's like probably like days before I moved to London. I had been kind of ranting about something. And she was like, you should start a podcast. And I thought, no, no, no. No one wants to hear what I have to say. That would be ridiculous. And then I moved to London. And I kept observing things. And I kept ranting to no one but myself. And I was like, oh my gosh, I think I want to start a podcast. Because I have so many things to tell people about things and women. So then here we are a year later, I finally am somewhere settled enough where I can start my podcast. Um, and I'm super grateful to have this opportunity to, opportunity to do it. And I'm super grateful for all of you for listening. Okay. Anyway, let's get started. This is my first actual episode. We're going to talk about something super simple and lame that everyone's always like, no, 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 talk about this. Um, these are stereotypes and gender stereotypes and gender roles and how we view gender roles and how those affect people and how we play ourselves and we play a part. Um, I learned about stereotypes for the first time in sixth grade and then every year after that some bullshit teacher would try to teach us about stereotypes as if we didn't know what they were and so I get really irritated even now as a senior in college, like I was just in a class, um, I was in a gender studies class and the professor was like, oh, we're gonna have a unit on stereotypes. And I thought, of fucking course we are. But I learned a lot actually. And that, that was probably the only stereotype lesson that I actually learned a lot. So now I'm gonna kind of share what I learned there so that you guys no longer have to hate learning about stereotypes. Or maybe you didn't in the first place, and I just projected that onto you. Anyway, let's get started. So if you don't know what a stereotype is, the definition is from Oxford Dictionary. A widely held but fixed and oversimplified image or idea of a particular type of person or thing. That's kind of a lot of bullshit to say that it's just like a shitty blanket statement about a group of people or person. So for example, um, all witches, all witches are mean and scary. But if anybody has seen Wicked, we all know that that is not the case. Not every witch is a mean, scary bitch. So that's just, it's a blanket statement over a group of people or one person. Not nice. Stay away from them. Anyway, I'm going to do this exercise. I learned this at an Alpha Phi conference. I was VP of DEI, which is, which means diversity, equity, and inclusion. And my chapter, I was on, so I was on the exec board and we got to go to this Midwest conference um, for all the schools and we were the smallest chapter. It was crazy. But I learned this exercise. I came back and did it with the chapter. A lot of the girls came up to me afterwards and said they really liked it, that it opened their eyes to a lot of new things. They never really thought about how they viewed certain things before and they were going to go try it with another group of people. 
Okay, so if you can close your eyes, please close them. If you cannot close your eyes because you're doing something super important, like driving or performing open heart surgery, please keep your eyes open and work on the surgery. But if you can close them, close your eyes. Okay. So I'm going to ask you a series of questions and you just have to imagine it. You're going to kind of make up a backstory for this, for these people. So imagine there is a couple and the couple wants to go get coffee. They talk about it. They want to go get coffee. So you're going to make a backstory. Is this their first date or is it their 30th anniversary? Do they have kids? Or are they super young? Do they walk or do they drive to the coffee shop or ride their bikes or take the bus or go together or separately? Is it raining outside? Maybe that affects how they get there. Or maybe it's really, really hot. They get to the coffee shop. Is it a Starbucks, big franchise? or local owned, family owned coffee shop. Maybe it's a coffee truck. What do they look like? Maybe one of them is taller. Maybe one of them has tattoos or makeup. What's their hairstyle? They're wearing a hat. What do their clothes look like? Okay, so you're describing this couple. They stand in line at the coffee shop and then they go up and order. What do they order? Do they get any food with their order? Who pays? Do they take their order to go or sit down at a table? Did they talk? What do they talk about? Did they bring anything with them? Like a book to read, their laptop to do some work. Okay, they drink their coffee, either to go or they sit down. Their date is over. They leave together or separately. Maybe they'll never see each other again, or maybe they'll go home to their families. Okay, so now that's the exercise. You can open your eyes if they were closed. <laughs> so now you made this couple with no parameters. You could completely describe the couple. The only, the only thing that had to happen was it was two people going to get coffee. So what was the gender of your couple? Is it a man and a woman, two men, two women, maybe they were non-binary or one or the other was non-binary. About their race and ethnicity. What language were they speaking? Did one or both of them have a physical disability? So that's the exercise. Those questions that I just asked, what is their gender, what is their race and ethnicity, what language and disability, 
that shows if you picked mm, here when i did that exercise for the first time the couple that i described was a white heterosexual couple because that reflects my own life i imagined me and my boyfriend the boy was taller i paid because hashtag feminism and i got like not a coffee but like a little cute tea drink or something so my exercise reflected my own life but if i asked someone if i asked a lesbian if i asked a hispanic lesbian who spoke only spanish and her partner was in a wheelchair that exercise would look a lot different for her than it did for me and that's because those are her, her personal experiences that she reflected in the exercise so it reflects our life and how we think and our own personal biases biases it reflects how we see things and that is what is called our imaginary glasses so everyone wears a pair of imaginary glasses when we view the world the lens is a unique prescription to you 100% unique no other person on the planet has your lens prescription for your glasses only you can see your only you can see through your glasses and through your prescription lenses these lenses constantly change and they're based off of your own experiences your own values opinions and beliefs so when i picture a couple i see through my imaginary glasses and i see what reflects my experiences values opinions and beliefs but when someone else looks through their glasses and they describe a couple that describe or that reflects themselves they see through their own lens which reflects their own experiences values you get it so <laughs> these are our imaginary glasses and then we also have a lens that is our gender binary glasses and these gender binary glasses separate everything we see into masculine or feminine and they play off of stereotypes they build stereotypes so for example if you are looking at two rooms side by side you're in a hallway there's one room on the right there's one room on the left the room on the right is all blue has a, it's a nursery a nursery for a little baby it's got blue walls it has a blue crib it's blue lights the nursery on the left is pink it has pink crib pink walls pink rug your gender binary glasses tell you the nursery on the right the blue one is for a boy and the nursery on the left the pink one is for a girl because that is the way our experiences values opinions and beliefs shape or um show us how things work but the we all know like the color thing is a stereotype also did you know that in some countries like it's opposite i think it's in like the netherlands pink is for a boy anyway very interesting but that's so we would have anybody who follows the culture or understands like the, the like consumption bullshit that pink is for a girl and boy blue is for a boy would have a different gender binary glasses than someone whose country society tells them the opposite so that's how we see through our gender binary glasses and our imaginary glasses so if you're like me and you went to school 
for at least one year. You might have heard of something called a woman's box and a man's box relating to stereotype. Not like, like a no-no square box. Anyway, like, like there's an imaginary box and this is a woman's box and there's an imaginary box and there's a man's box and all the things in the woman's box is dressing up and shopping, doing your nails, wearing makeup, doing dance or gymnastics and all the things in the man's box is football and baseball and cars and monster trucks and beer and frats, just examples of things. So I heard, I learned about these boxes for the first time, I think I was in seventh grade. And I remember this, I actually do remember the day that I learned about the boxes because there was a kid named Josh in my class and we learned about the boxes and the teacher was writing down things like, what should we include in the man's box? And this kid, Josh, yelled, fuck face. And no one really knew what to do, but it was really funny. <laughs> so I always think of fuck face in a man's box, but that, we won't include that in the example. Anyway, I do not know one person who is fully inside either of those boxes. I don't know one woman who only likes things in the stereotypical woman's box and dislikes things outside of it. And similarly, I do not know one man who only likes things in the man's box and hates everything outside of the man's box. So it's not real. It's based on this fake fucking stereotype. And it it's not realistic. So that's just I don't that it doesn't make sense. It doesn't go anywhere. Stupid fucking box. It's of you know what? Maybe Josh was onto something. All these boxes are just you see a woman's box, you see a man's box, and you're like, that is a fuck face. Thanks, Josh. But at some point we have these stereotypes that are in these boxes and yet we do a lot of the things in the boxes for for quite a few reasons but i'm going to talk about two reasons there are two reasons why me as a woman there are things so i said i don't know anybody who i don't know any woman that does everything in the box and hates everything outside of the box but i know plenty of women almost every woman I know who enjoys at least one thing in the stereotypical woman's box. So why do we do those things? Why do we do stereotypes? Why do we perform stereotypes? Why do we perform these gender roles that are expected of us? By gender role, I mean like in the box, performing things in your box, that is the role that you take on. As a woman in, we'll, we'll keep it simple and say as a woman in America, there are certain things that are expected of you that you like and dislike. Those are all stereotypes that go together with this box. But we do those things that are expected of us. Number one, we do them because we gain pleasure. And I, oh my god, I fucking hate the word pleasure because everyone's like, haha, sex, pleasure. Maybe that's just me. I don't know. The word pleasure, <laughs> the word pleasure is a sexual word. So enjoyment i'll say enjoyment great job i'm such a thesaurus so why do people do those things number one for enjoyment and here's an example in the woman's box is dressing up girls like to dress up i love dressing up 
I do. I love it. I love having my hair done and my makeup and nice clothes and nice shoes and I smell good and I look pretty. But not all the time. Not like every day. But occasionally, I love dressing up. That is in the woman's box. But it gives me I enjoy it gives me enjoyment to do that even though I'm very aware that I'm filling a stereotype the second reason why people do stereotypes why they perform the gender roles that they are expected to they want to feel included here's an example a girl comes out as a lesbian she wants to feel included in the new community that she's a part of. So she feels compelled to show that part through her physical appearance. She might cut her hair shorter. She could wear different clothes. I mean, stereo stereotypically, I'm thinking like baggy clothes or men's clothes. She loses the makeup, loses the nail polish a lot of like the jewelry like things you know typically in the woman's box that you don't always see on a lesbian woman so by doing this she's making her physical appearance clear that she's joined this new community of out lesbian women and she wants to be a part of that community that's why she came out so she's accepting the stereotype of what a lesbian looks like in order to be accepted into that community. So she's making the trade. So that's just two reasons why people do follow stereotypes. Number one, for enjoyment. They like doing it. The stereotype is correct. I, I am a woman and I do like to dress up. Number two, for acceptance. Um, another example of the acceptance one, because I feel like that one's a little silly. Um... Okay, a guy goes to college, joins a frat. Like, he wants to party, he wants to be invited to the parties, he wants to make friends. So, the stereotype is that frat boys know how to party, they have lots of friends, they get lots of girls. So he's like, okay, you know what I'm gonna do? Go to college, join a frat. So he does. Even if he's not, that's not really his crowd, even if he doesn't really love drinking beer, he joins the frat because he wants to be accepted into a community. So that's another example of someone following the stereotype. To be clear, there is nothing wrong with following a stereotype. There is nothing wrong with the fact that I'm a woman and I enjoy dressing up. And there's nothing wrong with a lesbian who comes out that wants to join, that wants to feel accepted into that typical lesbian community and follows a stereotype about how she should look. Nothing wrong with it. That is, I mean, they're doing that for acceptance and enjoyment and, like, gaining things themselves. And I gain things myself from doing, from following stereotypes, too. But I'd like to share a story, maybe not the right word, a lesson, perhaps, that was very, very difficult for me to learn. And I've struggled with this my entire life. I have been all up on women's rights for a very long time like my whole life before i knew what women's rights was i was constantly trying to prove myself as a girl to show that i could hang with the boys and i could do what they could do and so when there were stereotypes against me i would go out of my way to prove them wrong 
even if they were correct. And that, in the long run, harmed me or made me look like an idiot. So, an example from when I was a kid... Okay, an example in middle school. All the boys at recess... I don't know if it was recess in middle school, but whatever. We'd all go out on the field in the back and all the boys would play soccer, all the guys. And I was friends with a lot of guys. I thought it was fun. And I played soccer and I loved soccer and no other girl played soccer at recess. It was only the guys. And I knew that this was a stereotype that the guys played sports and the girls didn't, or at least at lunch they didn't. And I, it was so frustrating to me. I was like, why won't these girls just go play? So I was so, and I, I didn't want to play. I just wanted other girls to play to prove them wrong. But no one else was going to do it. So I was like, whatever. I'll fucking go play. And I wasn't very good. I mean, I'd go and like completely embarrass myself. I was harming myself. It was so embarrassing. They were so much faster than me and better and was not very good. But I played every day because I just wanted someone to go show that the girls could play soccer there too. And I didn't want it to be me. I just wanted it to be someone else. So I did it. Um, another example, and this one was tough and quite an unfortunate confession on my part. <laughs> so this is a college example, and I think a lot of girls can relate to this one. There's a stereotype that girls only drink like Trulies and White Claws, maybe an ice, spring off ice, in college at parties. Like, White Claw, truly. You know, like, maybe they'll, like, take a shot of tequila or something. Like, you know, that's the, that's the stereotype. I was super, super, super against that stereotype. Like, as a side note, I don't like White Claws or Trulies, but I was never, I would never be caught dead drinking one because I did not want to be just, like, one of the girls who, like, that proved the stereotype correct. I would do anything to make sure it was wrong. So, I would, like, drink just, I would just, like, take straight shots of whiskey and open the bottle and take a swig of rum and I would shoot vodka all the time and, like, I just thought I was so cool because I was, I was breaking this stereotype of all these college girls, but in reality, I didn't want to drink that. Like, that's disgusting. <laughs> if you've ever opened a bottle of... I remember one time, this... I was in someone's dorm, and this guy brought... He had a bottle of Screwball, and he was like, it's peanut butter whiskey. And I was like, that's great, can I try it? And he thought I was gonna, like, pour a little, like, little bit and drink it. No, I opened it, took, like, three gulps, and hand, just handed it back to him. First of all, ew, and second of all, ew, what? But I thought I was so cool because I was breaking the stereotype that girls couldn't drink or they don't, like, that I was a lightweight. And I felt so good about myself, but I was actually harming myself. I was successfully denying the stereotype, and I managed to harm myself in the process. Um, another example, which I've heard from a few girls, I think I actually heard this example kind of loosely related to this topic, but I heard a, someone, a woman talk about this on a podcast, and I don't remember the podcast, it was a long time ago, but it stuck with me. 
In college, a girl hooks up with a guy with guys, a lot of guys, for casual sex in order to break the stereotype that girls only want committed relationships and to break the stereotypes that girls can't have casual sex. Even though that's not what she wants. This let's say this girl does want a committed relationship. She does not like casual sex, but that's what she does in order to deny the stereotype. So in the process of doing this, she's just making herself feel like shit. She's denying what she really wants because the stereotype is actually correct. She doesn't want hookups. And that's a, I mean, that's a hard example anyway, because I mean, like drinking whiskey is gross, but like giving up your body is something different. But a lot of girls do this and it's really hard and It took me a long time to realize that I'm not benefiting myself in any way by denying the stereotype. I'm just proving them right more. The stereotype happens to be right, which like I thought was unfortunate for a long time, but you just like, I just can't give a fuck anymore. Like if I don't want to drink fucking whiskey, I'm not going to do it. So if they like, you know, if I get laughed at for that, That is what it is, but I'm not going to harm myself to prove someone else wrong because that's just feeding into it even more. So I've done this to myself my whole life. I probably so many more examples of times where I have tried so hard to deny things that were actually true. And then I just end up harming myself in the end. So if we're really supposed to get over these stereotypes, the only way to do it is by ignoring, like completely ignoring it. Just like I, if I go to a party, someone offers me a white claw, which again, I don't actually like, so I probably would say no anyway, but that doesn't mean that I need to go shoot whiskey. You know, I don't need to go out of my way to prove this stereotype wrong. I just have to ignore it. Just do whatever I want to do. And if a girl is a, wants a committed relationship and can't have casual sex, and I'm not saying it's bad if a girl does want it, you do you, boo. But that's, like, actually, like, you do you. Like, don't give a fuck about proving wrong all these stereotypes. And actually, I don't know if a lot of... I haven't spoken with this explicitly with a lot of my friends that are girls. I don't know if... Maybe I had a harsher experience with this, but I know personally, I did struggle with trying to prove all these stereotypes wrong for a large portion of my life. And I'm focusing on not letting those affect me anymore. So I hope that you can focus on that too. It is hard in times. Just do whatever you want to do, you know? So that is the end of what I have to say about stereotypes today. Um, To go over what we talked about, we first defined what a stereotype is. Then we did the exercise where I walked you through picturing a couple. This exercise showed your own personal experiences and how those are different than everybody else's, how they think things through first. It showed our own imaginary glasses and the lens which with which we see through 
our gender binary glasses, which puts everything into masculine and feminine categories. We talked about women's box and your man's box, and I think I said fuckface quite a few times in there. We talked about why people do stereotypes, which is for enjoyment and acceptance. Those are just two reasons. And then we finished by talking about the unfortunate attempt to prove stereotypes wrong that doesn't really do good for anybody. So if that is my one call to action for this episode, just don't give a fuck about what other people say about stereotypes. And if you have something that you want to do that does or does not follow your gender role of what is expected of you, you should do it in any way. That is all I have to say for you today, except as I'm sitting here, looking at this old watch I used to wear, I really want to start wearing a watch. Um, I think it looks really professional and mature. Uh, my boyfriend also really wants to wear a watch, which I think is good. I, I think it is very attractive when a man wears a nice watch. So, but now, but he's talking about all these watches, so now I think I want to wear a watch. But I'm looking at this old watch I used to wear when I would run. So it's like a weird, it's, it's called a Marathon WR50M, just a sports watch. I don't know. I don't know what a good brand of women's watch is that I could afford, but if I get one, I'll let you know. I think it could really, it's a nice accessory. It's a very mature accessory. And of course I could tell the time at all time. No more of that. Tell you to get what? Bullshit. All right. Anyway, uh, thank you for listening. I appreciate you all very much. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Kinda Radical. Bye-bye.